decided to listen to the Reality Czars podcast. How brave of you. Nate and Paranoid American may think that they're merely discussing cryptozoology, interdimensional realities, and crude humor. But know this, listening to this podcast puts you on a certain list, the Clinton body count, if you will. The truths they reveal are not for the faint of heart, nor the blissfully ignorant. Listen, if you dare, but remember, some doors, once opened, cannot be closed. And now, your hosts, those audacious explorers of forbidden knowledge, the reality czars, Nate and Paranoid American. And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and we're your hosts tonight, Nate and Thomas, the paranoid motherfucking American. What, what? We got Drew missing from your Missing the Point podcast, a friend of ours, a homie. What's up? Oh, g'day, gents. How are we? Good How to be back. Doing, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. Just folks on here already. Just it's surviving a... the, uh, the craziness that is Australia. <laughs> we got some folks on the in the comments. Good, man. Yeah, you guys are fucking... Uh... I don't know. You guys pretend you're a first world country, but like you guys are an open air prison, like more than we are. It's pretty fucking nuts. Oh, you mate, you've got no idea. There's two major developments happening in our country at the moment. One is getting a lot of international and national attention, which is distracting away from the bigger issue, which uh, no one seems to know about. Tell me about it. What's going on? All right. So at the moment, for the past eighteen months, our nation's been going through the debate and the conversation around having a, a referendum so altering our constitution to recognize first nations um, aboriginal australians to give them a representative body within parliament to represent their views and their voice that on paper incredibly gay it does on paper <laughs> it sounds very um on paper and in general conversation it sounds like a great thing you know the indigenous communities have been hard done by what have you but you look at the lack of detail in it and it actually puts a, a racial element to our constitution that puts one racial group above all others. And in doing so, the research I've found is this is all linked back to the UNDRIP principles of the United Nations, which essentially just becomes a giant land grab by the UN to seize land away from Australian people. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I mean, what are you guys going to do with all that land anyways? Isn't there just like a bunch of fucking open nothing? You guys oh, live in the goddamn desert? We've got the largest deposits of lithium in the world. So if the UN really wants to target First Nations peoples and put through treaties, they're using that as a mechanism just so they can strip mine entire areas to fund the whole green agenda and the renewable scheme. Um, this sounds really scary in itself, like the, the level of that this is going to with the UN intervention into Australia. But it's all a massive distraction away from a, a misinformation and disinformation bill, which is currently happening. One of the ex-heads of Twitter, before Elon came in and cleaned house, she's taking over and presenting... Is that Indian, to... broad? Uh, no. Or whatever? Okay. No, it's a, um, a, a white woman. She's an Australian. She was headhunted by the CIA in university, which she declined the job offer, air quotes. Mm -hmm. She worked at Twitter, she got the ass, and now she's presenting this misinformation, disinformation bill, which leaves her as an information czar if it goes through, and she gets to determine what is truth. So much so <laughs> that there'll be $100,000 fines to any um, social media outlets that are found to be presenting misinformation or disinformation, 
and average citizens caught doing so can face up to 12 months in prison. Well, so let me just <laughs> let me just clarify something because you were like, this all sounds scary, but it sounds like, you know, they're going to start treating the aboriginals better and then they're going to start making green energy. What's so scary about green energy, Drew? Yeah, you well, just kind of sound well, like a Nazi, buddy. You, I mean, <laughs> if I'm if I'm being honest, dude, it sounds like you want to just keep burning, you know, carbon fuels, and you don't want to give any new rights to people that have been there that you stole the land from. Quite frankly, but well, here's the issue: it's not actually giving Aboriginal people any rights they don't already have. But does it sound like it is, and it make you feel good about it? <laughs> so here's here's the issue: what happens is. There's over 500 different nations, First Nations people in our in our in our country. How long have they been around? Do you know? Sixty thousand years. So why did it take them this long to get their shit together? Like why do they have to wait for a white like uh, Australian lady to fix their shit? They had sixty thousand years. How long's Australia been around? You know, under the the operation of freaking criminals. (laughs) Well, that's that's a bigger, broader issue. But the issue we find is that First Nations people. They are getting ex- exploited, but there's also bad elements within um, indigenous rights groups, um, government bodies that are representative of these people. We know it happens. Like bureaucracy happens at all levels. And that the biggest danger is going to be they can't possibly represent all 500 different odd nations as one collective people. So what's going to happen is one larger group is going to dominate another one. They're going to take away the rights of those people. And it's going to be an absolute... <laughs> That shit show democracy Dude, it's gonna right? be like what they do with fucking yeah it's gonna be like what they did with the fucking indians uh, i'm curious to know if there was any like freemason like kind of is thomas you were talking a little bit about that and i had some other folks come on and talk about that like the native americans were kind of like courted by the fucking freemasons and kind of uh, i don't know there's some a little bit i mean again them. when you say native american it's like which of the 500 plus wasn't it the iroquois and- uh, so, so Albert Pike had a huge, huge connection with a lot of the Native American population. In fact, he ended up um, acting as their like legal representative uh, on behalf of like entire tribes against the U.S. government to secure them. So he he was like a huge, huge like hero as far as you know the the white devil could be um, to to like the Native Americans at the time. So yeah, there's there's some like really interesting like Freemasonic ties to the American Indians, although. I'm not familiar if there was like a huge crossover specifically within Freemasonry outside of like Albert Pike's influence. Like if you took Albert Pike out of that equation, it might be completely isolated. Yeah, interesting. Okay. I thought I had read some shit too. Cause I had somebody come on and say that like uh, there was a lot of infiltration with the, like even now, like some of like the reservations and shit, there's a lot of Freemasonry like involved in those areas. And there there's like a big kind of like, circle jerk and maybe i i don't know that's interesting i, was Man, I, I, I remember cool. talking about that i think it was okinawi strength uh the guy that that like is getting jacked yeah, after he was one was talking about it. i think he mentioned some of that and i and i don't doubt that because in like smaller areas and i don't know if it's like this in australia if like some random podunk area but like um freemasons still have like a little bit of gravitas and sway like if you go bring them to the big city they're just like yeah, okay grandpa like take your apron and like shuffle along but if you go into like a, a podunk city or like one that's n- doesn't have the same sort of like hustle and bustle 
there can be a lot more influence because then it's like you know like oh was your great grandpa freemason and you can kind of play on some of those cards more so in I, th- I think. I mean, I'm, I might just be talking on my ass, too. That's usual. In Australia, compared to population density and um, geographical area, we've got the highest number of lodges than anywhere else in the world. Interesting. But, but the, I don't see a lot of... Um, They're all jesters, right? No, just <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> we don't see a lot of um, Freemason intervention in remote Aboriginal communities. We see more so the, the Marxist-Leninist infiltration where there was a book... Oh, same thing, bro. Yeah, there's a book written in the 60s called Red Over Black, and the groups were actively trying to arm First Nations people to create an insurgency in Australia. Can you ever get banned from it? Yeah. Can you ever actually get censored for just showing your own face and doing that? Or I'm the I'm the Jewish fucking I'm the Jew meme. This one. The grabbler. <laughs> That guy was probably cool, bro. He gets bad rap just because he had a, a weird nose. My grandpa had a huge nose. Like, there's no no problem with that. I got a little bit of Ashkenazi in me, so I can. I think I'm allowed to say these things. The, you know what's crazy too is no one ever calls out like, uh, what was it, Rockefeller or Mor- no Morgan? Right, JP Morgan had that huge bulbous like rosacea infested nose, and he would hide from the press, and it made him hate people. Because anytime someone got a picture of him, it would just be like, oh, my God, look at that guy's schnoz. You know? <laughs> so, like, he started to hate media and hate people. Those anti-Semites. Dude, like, he... <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> but he never gets drugged under that same bus as, you know, other parts of the, of the population. Dude, I don't know how our video from last night is still on YouTube, but it is. <laughs> we Are we playing chicken now? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm bugging. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I I definitely recommend. To, I mean, I don't know how how crazy you want to get. I recommend to everyone that we just inject. What was the horse paste called? Ivermectin, ivermectin dude. I ivermectin. still have a tube. Yes, yeah, so- I have the <laughs> apple flavored ivermectin, actual horse paste that I took when I had the Rona for a minute. Or I, <laughs> I did. Like I was sitting there on the toilet and I was like drinking whiskey, and I was like, I can't smell anything right now. And so, like, I literally just started, like, putting my finger in my whiskey and started snorting it. And, like, because I figured, ah, this will go fix it. And then I started, like, nomming on. I went over to, like, a fucking pet supply store, literally, because I live in, like, I live in rural nowhere. So, like, there's, like, this place that sells hay barrels and shit. And, and anyways, I was, like, all, like, looking around. I was, like, do you guys And they were, like, dude, we, we know. We know. Come on. <laughs> and the lady was, like. Yeah, I got it right over here. <laughs> I literally got the apple flavored fucking tube of ivermectin, and it's it's really simple, dude. Because I'm a mammal, a horse is a mammal. You just do it by poundage. You like have this thing that, and I was sitting there eating it. It's disgusting, by the way. It tastes like shit. But after snorting whiskey and taking horse paste, I could smell the next day, and I was fine. Did I do the due diligence and say, now, have you tried drinking whiskey on the toilet first? Have you tried that one first? <laughs> Very important. You know, funny as shit, though, too, is, like, I took a picture. I still have it. My son was, like, in the doctor's office for some reason, and, th- and they had a fucking vial of the fucking, uh, what's what's the other shitty one? So there's the Pfizer. Oh, the Moderna. They had the Moderna shot. And so it's just like there was a vial of it sitting there. He grabbed it and stuck it in his pocket and took it home. And so he still has a fucking vial of that shit. And I took a picture of my horse paste and fucking, I was like, Jesus and the devil, which one do I choose? Like, <laughs> have you tried to mix uh, them together to see what happens? 
Dude, my son's such a shithead. He was like, <laughs> oh, here we go. Adam Baum, he says, I'm from Kansas, and we snort whiskey, too. Yeah, buddy. That's the <laughs> real cure fucking COVID right there. I've never heard that, bro. I've been in America my entire life. I mean, I've heard of a snifter, but I never knew that that's what a snifter was. <laughs> toilet whiskey just well, sounds dude, like a revelation never been, like, doing A shallabies or a type of toilet whiskey? Hey, here we go. He goes, I'm... I'm snorting whiskey right now, <laughs> goddammit. Yeehaw! Thank you, Adam Bomb. Uh, I tell you what, dude, I've done Carol? like enough blow where I'm getting like stuck in my nose. And uh, here, this is this is for, hey, for all you guys. We got, here, hold on, we're gonna start it out right, right? Canada, you, you Come on, buddy, give it a little sniff. Put a little on your fingers. Rub a little on the gums. Just get get it warmed up. Right? <laughs> no, but I'm telling you for real. I've done it like enough. Co- I was watching. Uh, Dude, who was it? It was the Manny Pacquiao in uh, what's the fucking black dude that's never lost? You know what I'm talking about? When Manny Pacquiao finally fought uh, uh, Sammy Sosa? Uh, George Floyd? No, not that George, George Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> Floyd, uh, Floyd Mayweather. There you go. I was watching that and I was like at a buddy's house and we were just doing shit tons of coke and it was all getting like stuck in my nose. And so I was like, I was sitting there like snorting whiskey trying to get it to fucking go down. It was like, no. <laughs> What is the weirdest thing you've ever had stuck in your nose, Drew? Fuck oh God, I don't know. Maybe a gum nut. <laughs> a gum nut? What the? F- what is a gum <laughs> nut? A gum nut. Google it. Bring a picture. A gum nut's just like a it's it's a flowering pod that comes off gum trees. Wait, and a, a flowering pod? What the hell? I said that George Floyd definitely lost. <laughs> um, oh, it's a, it's he didn't like tap a. Out. So what the hell were you doing with a gum nut in your nose? I, know, I was just being a kid and I was playing around with gum nuts and I stuck one up my nose. Hey, Adam Mom says, I'm so done snorting snow. I always regret it the next day. Yeah, <laughs> me too, buddy. I, I've, I've sincerely quit. It just melts, though. Like when you try to snort it, it melts. Like was probably up. the George Floyd fight. Yeah, so George Floyd, Manny Pacquiao. That was like six, seven years ago. George, you said George Floyd again. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I bet snorting snow is actually quite refreshing afterwards and hydrating. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> uh, all right, so this this took a funny turn. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a new segment. What's the what's the weirdest thing you've ever had in your nose? I'm glad it's just the nose, and not any other orifice, because then it could become a bit real too quick for a lot of people. Well, we got we got your rider and and what we're allowed to bring up and what we're not allowed, so we're respecting that. Drew. <laughs> it's pretty fun, man. I think if YouTube keeps this one up, I'll be shocked. <laughs> we're gonna try harder. I mean, then. We're not pulled I, down during a live if we even tried. I think we can all agree, though, that that snorting ivermectin, taking horse paste ivermectin. And ingesting it into the human body is preferred to Moderna vaccine, Johnson and Johnson vaccine. What else? What else can Dude, you? I take? take a whole Overtly. fucking horse paste like suppository before I fucking. <laughs> Man, I'm just imagining your son's got that little vial in his room, and it's slowly growing into some kind of homunculi that's going to burst out. A la it's alien still sitting there, dude. dude. Yeah, it's still uh, sitting there. Like he, like there was this one kid that he didn't like. He was like. I'm thinking about just like dumping it all in his drink. <laughs> he just drops like, in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm gonna go shed a spike on this asshole. 
it, it would scare me though because like there could be that rebellious at like uh, how old's your how old's your kid because if he's in that he's rebellious 16 now he was 15 then i think he could be like screw you dad i'm gonna snort this moderna you know <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's his way of lashing back out oh he's a funny kid he wouldn't do that at least i'd rather him get a tattoo i'd rather him like i i I'd almost rather him get in a car accident or fucking do fentanyl than fucking. You can undo all that, right? You can. I mean, depending on the car crash, you can undo a car crash. You can undo it's... fentanyl. Okay, weirdest thing, probably a couple nights of balloons and blow, then Zans. Then I've realized the pointless of putting it in your nose. Oh man, those were crazy back in the day. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Is it I pointless to snort Xanax? I don't know. I've never, I've never snorted Xanax. I took Xanax once. Is here before Google pens, people used to snort Zans. What yeah, I, mean, I, I definitely know people used to, but I never did that. But I always wondered, like, did it actually work? Wouldn't it just be better to pop a few and drink some alcohol? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the better version, dude? I only took Xanax one time. I was probably I was 18 years old, I was a sous chef at this restaurant, like, I was the one in charge, I was the kitchen manager at this point. And I was fucking the bartender. I might have been 19. I think I was 18. And I was fucking the bartender. And she gave me a fucking Xanax. How old's the bartender, by the way? She was 26. And uh, yeah, dude, it was great. She could buy me booze. She would drive me around in her car. I'd call I was her expecting 46, so kudos. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was cute. She had big old titties. Um, she's one dude that I still like. She got knocked up, but she like, she like, I, I was still. I was a piece of shit. I was still with my baby's mom. And my teenager's mom at the time, and I was fucking the bartender. And then uh, uh, she, like, quit and, like, left or something. And she got, like, knocked up and then hooked up with this black dude. And then she, like, moved to Minnesota. And I have no idea if that was, like, I was always, like, is that my kid? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. <laughs> it takes a village. Uh, we were talking about that before. <laughs> we were talking about talking about that before we were recording how easily uh i was very fertile when i was a young man i uh <laughs> i mean i'm still fertile now like uh i knocked my wife up the first try when we were like let's have a baby i was like blap she was knocked <laughs> that, that story about you at the public swimming pool and the 30 contact pregnancies was wild <laughs> chlorine couldn't kill those dude my swimmers are too strong <laughs> Any good swimmer can handle chlorine. I don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> well, we, we started on aboriginals in Australia oh, and, and how it's like the, oh yeah, and somehow we got to snorting Xanax. Yeah. I was, oh yeah. So that, my bartender gave me the Xanax. And so I was, she was sitting there passing us drinks all night. And then I took a fucking Xanax with her. And then, like that night, I'm I have the keys and shit. I have everything. I'm like supposed to do the count, and like I'm supposed to like fucking lock the place before we leave. Arm the you know, arm the alarms and shit. None of that happened. <laughs> I didn't. I left the doors wide yeah. open. Like yeah. I was so out of. I don't remember shit about that yep. night. And I never took a Xanax again because I, I'm like a power control. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be out of control. Like I, I can drink beers. I'm fine. I can fucking do like Coke. I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like that Xanax, I was out of my mind. So, so I just want to stand up on behalf of the Rockefeller uh, medicine, you know, conglomerate 
monopoly right now, but you guys are are complaining about Xanax when taken the wrong way, but like unironically, and maybe to the disappointment of many listeners, but like I dude, if I have to go on like a like an airplane or go to a convention and I'm like surrounded by people, I get mad anxiety just from being around a bunch of strangers and like loud noises and one Xanax, it just makes me be like Superman. Like I can go and I and I can feel like normally I'd be freaked out right now or I'd be like wanting to go and like run into a hole somewhere because there's so much activity. But if I've had a Xanax, I can like actually like, oh, like I can function right now, even though I know that if I hadn't taken it, that I wouldn't be functioning. It's such a weird feeling. But yeah, dude, if you take like three and then hammer some drinks on top, you black out. (laughs) Have you tried snorting whiskey, Thomas? It does a very similar thing. (laughs) Yeah, but then they'll let you on the plane, bro. If they see you snorting whiskey in the uh, in the lobby, they don't let you on the plane. You just get on the plane, you get one of those tiny little whiskeys, and you go to the toilet and you have a mile high whiskey up the nose. I'm not sure <laughs> I want to share on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I should We're gonna post legislation later. I, we need to get a Patreon, and then I need to start like putting some of my more wild story. I have wilder stories that I've never said on this show. <laughs> Put them behind a paywall. That's what I need to do. <laughs> I'm never yeah, job again. It's called OnlyFans. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so what's the other great news in Australia? Because I do feel like Australia is a little bit of a testing ground. It's kind of like the bikini bottom of, uh, you know, like like the nuclear testing ground of what happens in the U.S. and the U.K. Oh, just, just that type of thing going on, man. I don't know if you saw our cousin across the ditch, Jacinda Ardern, who's now representative of a universe horse face and the UN. She made a, a an announcement to the delegation that free speech is a weapon of war and the UN nations need to find a way to combat free speech so that misinformation and disinformation don't derail. De- no, uh, de- is that a country. direct quote? Free speech is a weapon of war. She said that. All right. Oh, I mean, she's not her, wrong. <laughs> fuck her. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, I mean, she's definitely playing her cards way too close to the. She's chest, right though. Free speech is Jeez. a weapon of war, but it's like the good weapon, right? It's like yes. the freaking the Jesus sword. It's I mean, <laughs> like the sword of you know Archangel Michael coming down and chopping off the heads of Le- Leviathan or or whatever you want to call it. This is the woman that, keep in mind, was Prime Minister of New Zealand and said that the New Zealand government is your one and only source of truth, and now she's at a global stage pushing that bullshit to everyone. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So everyone I can't wait to see you guys in the FEMA camps. Yeah. No, everybody got excited when she fucking stepped down. And I was like, that bitch isn't, she's not leaving. She failed up. She just went yeah. into a better position. And and just, you know, I'm a ignorant American. So so what, she was like the prime minister of the sheep country? Yeah. And then yeah. now she's yeah. like something in the UN? Yeah, she's right. um, got some kind of a position within an American university. I can't remember which one it is. One of the Ivy League. Probably Columbia. Or... So from, yeah, from the little sheep to the big sheep, right? Yeah, and she's uh, like a representative to the UN Assembly, making all these like, oh, it's all about digital technologies, free speech, what can and can't be said online, all that type of business. Dope. I feel like <laughs> she needs an AI model. Yeah, maybe we should just start modeling an AI after her right now. I think he should, yeah. Buddy, yeah, get her with like a... Yeah. No, 
Use some of those filthy ones, and then let's post them. <laughs> what do you mean? No, no. I don't, I've never AI, made a filthy anything in my just life. Just in the snorting whiskey up her nose. Let's see if an AI can create that. <laughs> now, now, you know, honest question here. If we were to, like, do that, and then, like, someone sent this video to her, and she actually watched it, like, do I get arrested for flying into Australia? Or do I just never, I'm never allowed in? They turn me back away at the border? Like, what happens? Oh, God, who knows, mate? It's, um, she'd probably find a way to track you down stateside, if anything. And and then what? Like, what's she going to do to me, bro? This is getting interesting. Well, who, who knows? That's the question. There's a lot that's up in the air. They want to bring in all this legislation around the world. Like, America's debating the Restrict Act and stuff like that. The UK's already got one at the moment where police go onto people's... um encrypted air quotes chats and and pull out information and arrest people i think up to this point there's been three thousand odd people arrested for social media posts within the uk and can, they can get you to think determine... of like are there any like really egregious ones uh compared to like really like stupid ones that shouldn't get anyone in trouble well like i think the most ma- majority of them are stupid because people are making posts but the government gets to ter- determine what the intent was so you could say something sarcastically, you can make a, a meme post and they get to determine what your intention was behind it. Mm. What if you're Aboriginal that's like dropping spicy memes? Is there going to be like a special clause? <laughs> Who like, knows? Could a white probably- lady like send an Aboriginal to jail for making a meme? I think it would go probably go around the other way, if anything. There's probably going to be a, a protected class to a certain degree, especially if treaties go through. Which is an interesting take in itself because generally treaties are conducted during wartime and it's a, an agreement between two nations. Currently, those na- First Nations technically don't exist on a global stage. Well, how so, based so. are the First Nations people? Are they woke and gay or are they fucking cool? Well, he, there's the mix. There's the city Aboriginals who are as white as I am that are very woke. And then you've got remote communities and, and mobs that are very traditional and don't give a shit about any of that stuff. They just want to be like, I love that they're called mobs. It's fucking sweet. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta imagine some of those people are based and fucking hate all you guys' woke bullshit. I bet there's not a huge like gay population and and like trannies in the fucking in, like in the indigenous cultures and shit. Like they're not like trying to whack their kids' wieners off and stuff. <laughs> no, know, not man. like in the inner cities. It, some of those cultures out there have been around for like what, what are the ones that you, that you always said you wanted to join and like go off into an island and they like suck off their uncles to become men <laughs> you're talking about fucking that's actually close to you drew a papa new guinea we were talking about that they have some real fucked up uh they have some real fucked up traditions in one well, i still new eat guinea people island, in new guinea I, dude one papa new guinea island if for the young men to become men they have to like suck off all the elders and like ingest all their warrior sperm and <laughs> like anally and orally to become fucking like warriors and shit. Just like how in Hollywood, that's how you become an actor. Mm-hmm. What a connection. <laughs> hey, kid, you want to be Superman or Green Lantern? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> dude i'm curious did, does australia claim mel gibson or they like prefer to, to pretend he's american now or or like is oh, that divided oh no we claim him we claim you, him you we, claim we've still got a we've still got a country where we've got bumper stickers on cars that say fuck off we're full 
Where what about the what about the Rothschild? Does Rothschild have a big presence in Australia? Um, my state does. My state has the largest number of Jews within Australia. So the there's a lot of intermingled families that aren't directly Rothschilds, but they're married into them that are at certain levels of government and, and big companies. We need a fucking bell like uh, Ryan Dawson whenever we talk about bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> the Rothschilds. But see, like, I, I literally mean like the family line and not just like the broad group version. I, I know like, you know, sometimes when someone drops Rothschilds, it's like a, like a placeholder. But I literally mean like, Amstel Mayor Rothschild and his and his seven kids that he taught a secret language that only them do, <laughs> and then they had amassed all this wealth not because they were like, <laughs> dude, whatever the face was that that's not the source of it. It was because they had a job but weren't allowed to own property, weren't allowed to buy things, and they like were forced to live like in between houses and like you know like in, in crappy little basements and were never allowed to own anything. But they kept amassing all this wealth. And then at a certain point, it was like, okay, now you guys can own stuff. And it's like, okay, I'll buy everything. And that was where, like, the, the thing flipped. But it was, you know, when we say they, I mean, like, the Rothschild family, the one that funded both sides of wars and that funded Napoleon and, like, you know, like a very yeah, specific buddy. branch of them. I love the theories about the Rothschild family that they have, like, a ton of illegitimate children places and that some of their kids they don't even claim don't have birth certificates, social security numbers, any of that shit. And then they it's like Game of Thrones, right? Places. They've got all these bastards like, everywhere. Mm -hmm, they leave bastards everywhere and then they put them in positions of power that all of a sudden you're like, where did this person just show up out of fucking nowhere? Like, maybe Russell Brand in between, like, him raping people, he's also a fucking Rothschild and... <laughs> Speaking of Russell Brand. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it was one of our friends like uh, pieced it together. What's her name? Ugmo uh, Retard Baby is a fucking Rothschild too. Wait, uh, you're asking me more specific. Ugmo? Greta, Greta oh. She's a fucking Rothschild bastard too. Maybe. I don't know. That's giving her a little too much credit, dude. <laughs> I, it was, I think it was Andy Rouse, dude. I think Andy actually did the fucking, like, he was like, and like, he posted a thing about it. I'm pretty so sure. He's like, he aliens aren't real, but but Greta's a Rothschild. <laughs> <laughs> aliens aren't real. Those are fake and gay, but yeah, Greta's <laughs> a fucking Rothschild. It's all uh, Jews, buddy. That's, that's what all conspiracies come down to. Aliens aren't real. Dinosaurs aren't real. It's all just Jews. Well, so <laughs> actually, that's a good... That's a good uh, point. I not that I agree with the point. It's a good point because that's where like the political uh like schism I think exists within the conspiracy theory community in particular. And a lot of that comes from like a lot of people don't even know this name anymore, which I don't understand. Lyndon B. LaRoche or LaRouche. And he's the one that like really Andy Rouse. LaRouche. <laughs> But I, but I feel like uh, like I always bring this one up and beat it into the ground a little bit. But before 2016, maybe even before um, the, the Occupy Wall Street movement, right? Like right before Occupy Wall Street, if you were like, hey, I think the government's controlling our brains through MKUltra. It was just like, oh, you're just a freaking Mom whack says dude. This is going to be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but like right, right around Occupy Wall Street, it was like conspiracy theories started to get like left wing a little bit. All of a sudden, it was like you know, like the uh, the people occupying the streets and were like down with Wall Street. Now they believe the 9/11 truth, 
But then there was like the Donald Trump sway when Donald Trump was like, I like Alex Jones. He's a good guy. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, if you believe in 9-11, now you vote for Trump. And now you're this this hardcore like right wing Nazi thing. It's like I, I feel like I've been riding on this pendulum back and forth over the last like two decades where it goes in and out. But but that is the number one. Like when it gets into like the right wing Republican side of conspiracy theories, it's always like the the jays are behind everything and it, it's weird how it always goes that route but if you also look at how like the right wing is also in this country like the fundamentalist christiany side if you had to pick a side so of course it's like they killed our dude you know what i mean and it's like the ultimate conspiracy if the devil's constantly trying to trick you that like he's not there that really does cater to this whole entire community of like everyone's out to get me satan's behind every corner it's the ultimate conspiracy but like when you get into the left wing it's almost like people like it like yeah no i know conspiracies are real and here's why i want to be involved and like i'm trying to you know like fight back and here's my rules for radicals book the, the only thing mm -hmm. that stop satan that's hiding under your bed is to snort some whiskey before you go to sleep each night that that stops him from getting you that's, that's i don't think it does dude <laughs> Horse pace and snorting whiskey, and then Satan can't touch you. <laughs> Can you put like a little like a protection ring of horse paste around your bed at night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. so not all uh, not all churches push Zionism, right? Like the the Greek Orthodox that we've had a couple interviews with people. That's very anti uh, Zionist Christianity. It seems like no, it's all it's evangelical Christians that are really hard Zionist. And then, uh, well, and evangelicals fall like a million different fucking flavors of Christians are considered evangelical. So like Baptists are hard Zionists. Like hey, there's just a bunch of people that are hard fucking Zionists. The church that I grew up in was, well, the church that I grew up in was kind of bad and good. You see, here it goes. Western churches, my bad. Okay. It's because they, they toe the line that they think if they back Israel and a nation state of Israel that they're going to rebuild the temple and Jesus is going to return. So they've Dude, got all their, whole, they've got all the, everything. yeah, they've got everything in that basket. It's and what they don't have is they don't have any sense of history and they don't actually look into any of this. They don't look into the Schofield Bible. They don't realize that all of this like started in like the 1850s of like the, these fucking theories and that like Zionism didn't really arise until like the 1870s, like this whole fucking this whole idea is just, it's so fucking new. You know what I mean? It's so fucking new. And and they all just like, they're just like hook, line, and sinker. Uh, I'll say this, the Zionist movement in the 1870s, but it really took effect what like the Balfour Declaration. Um, and that was when it's like, okay, now politically, like you've got some military firepower behind you that's going to enforce this like little imaginary line. And uh, and I, I was just, I'm wondering, do you think that we could ever have a president in the next 20 years that would just be like, Israel, not a fan. I don't think I'm really going to spend too much time with them. Or that would just be like a death knell immediately, right? Because now it would right the now. ADL would come out and, and kill you. I said, I would mean, he be assassinated live on television? Because that's what it sounds like. Dude, the closest thing that we have right now is like, uh, what's his name? Vivek Ramaswamy is talking about like, not funding Israel anymore. Uh, but like, even then he kind of like cucks back and walks it back. Cause I mean, I think he just doesn't want his entire family murdered or something. 
It's kind of uh, selfish. Yeah, I get it, dude. Like, there's no goddamn reason. They're a first world nation. They have like tons of fucking technology. They're, they're, I mean, they're fucking prosperous as shit. Why do we need to give them hundreds of billions of dollars every year? And the real answer to that is because then they buy a bunch of our fucking weapons and then it's just like this huge fucking like it, they fund our military industrial complex even more. And like, but we also give them shit tons of money uh, to what do they call that? They call that like a, they got that wall of fucking missiles that they can blow down everything. No, I know. Yeah, the Iron Dome and shit like that. And they're just like, well, why wouldn't you want us to defend ourselves? And like, well, can you do it yourselves? But the, the funny thing is, though, at what point is Israel and America two separate nations? Because the way I see it as an outside observer is it is their military industrial complex. Yep. They've got their, their tentacles run deep across American geopolitics, corporations, everything. It's all it's all part of the one entity, really. They just well, need to make we have the next in U.S. state, Saudi Israelia, and they make the next U.S. state. The U.S. doesn't really have a lot of other, you know, like, buddy-buddies in that whole entire region. Like, we've kind of, you know, screwed ourselves a little bit with, like, global relations for that whole region over the last hundred years. And I don't know if, well, I don't know if we're going to have to repair four, that soon. The last four have been fucking that old sniffer pedophile's fault because like we had homies with like saudi arabia you're gonna have to be more specific bro like you said (laughs) that and it's just like i got a room of like 400 people in my head now joe bizzle joe biden the pedophile (laughs) allegedly (laughs) yeah yeah buddy uh yeah yeah, no i'm fucking i'm kind of tipsy i'm losing track but yes Nate, what you're saying, like the Saudi Arabia has been backed by the US and set up by the US for the longest time. It's not just its they, own autonomous yeah. state. It's essentially it's the Arab version of Israel for American relations. Hundred percent, hundred percent, dude. And if they didn't play, if they didn't fucking play ball, we'd find a reason to go and fucking destroy them. Did someone say Arab Spring? So what's Australia doing for us? Um, we're a part of the Five Eyes. So where your set of eyes in this um, Asia Pacific region? Yeah, and what have you? Seen I mean, lately? you guys are like military bases in like the South China Sea, basically. Like that's yep. what we, so we can keep eyes on China. I mean, that's that's what you guys I, are. I got to admit, dude, when I was in the military, the Australian what was it like the Royal Air Force dudes? Like they were they were badasses, bro. Like <laughs> they were awesome. Oh, is it? Were yeah. you? Uh, is that what you were? Yeah, yeah, RAAF. Oh, I saw that little fucking gleam in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah, Australia's always kind of been since the the ANZ UK US like treaty. We've kind of moved away from the British as being the people that back us with the Americans as our like last line of defense. So essentially we've become a vassal state of the US a long time ago. Well, what are going to do? Yeah, we've got the Marines up on our northern shores. We've got everything, man. That's the last thing that England actually had uh, was the last thing that England actually had was like was like water supremacy. But right. now yeah. they don't have that kind of shit in this fucking type of world, and so they basically like all they basically have now is like I, I don't even fucking know, dude. I mean, just like I think they have a lot of power, but it's only because like. I don't know how to fucking explain it, but like the only kind of fucking actual power they have anymore 
is like through like kind of secret societies and that sort of thing. Like I think the royal family has a lot of fucking power, well, but so, I Crown would, Land know, helps. Crown I'd Land that's still the biggest case, landowners in the world. That it's it's not even like England and the U.S. and Australia at this point. It's like the head, the corporate heads of Coca Cola in Australia meet with the corporate heads of the U.K. of Coca Cola, and they're like, "We need to beat down the suppression that's happening in you know New Zealand or whatever." And it's it's not like the U.K. and the uh, America are like fighting to protect their country. It's like these vested interests in the corporations. So at that point, like, uh, it's the same premise of of U.S. and Israel. Is it really U.S. and Israel, or is it like? Lockheed Martin and whoever is buying it up in Israel and uh, Halliburton and you know yeah buddy it's it's bigger than countries dude it's bigger than borders it's these fucking giant fucking international corporations that actually are running the fucking show yeah it's big whiskey <laughs> big ivermectin bro <laughs> <laughs> they try to take ivermectin out man remember it was like like. You were an idiot if you even thought that it belonged inside of a human body and that if you even posted the, the concept that ivermectin was for the human body, that would get you banned a long time ago. Like well, a year ago, it. right? Yeah. I'm, fucking, I'm banned, team dude. work based. I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm fucking hard. It, ivermectin was banned in Australia? <laughs> it was banned in Australia. As soon as Americans started taking it and like Joe Rogan's were promoting it, the TGA, a Therapeutic Goods Association, put a blanket ban on it. And the only way you could use it was if you got a doctor's referral to treat river blindness. There's and people in the river, like <laughs> putting water in their eyes. <laughs> like parasites of the eyes. That's It's um, used to treat that in remote indigenous communities, but it's, it was only one use and they were very rare to even hand that out. It's only just come back on the market again, but you still need a doctor's referral to get a hold of it. Did you also you guys have, have malaria on there? Or is it like... <laughs> Is it Vegemite flavored ivermectin over there? <laughs> VB flavored. Fucking hey, buddy. Kangaroo flavored. Have God you eaten kangaroo? Damn. Is it like a it's really good thing? It's very lean. Very lean. We're one of the very few countries that eat our coat of arms, which is good. So emu, kangaroo, beautiful. Is it I normal? need a goddamn bald eagle. I don't give a shit. <laughs> is it normal to eat like roadkill kangaroo or is that like seen down upon for just like the bumpkins here's the funny thing it's not so much the bumpkins when the greeks and italians came out to australia they were penny pinchers and they tried to save every dollar they could so every time you drive past and you see a kangaroo that's been hit by a car usually the tail has been cut off because you can make tail kangaroo tail soup out of it but they'd leave the kangaroo alive and just they leave the kangaroo on the dead on the, the side of the road but they just take the oh. tail and leave that do they die from it or is it because they just bleed out like could you cauterize it and then you just got a bunch of tangaroos without tails well they wouldn't be able to balance and jump without that tail that's a problem i mean uh, daniel probably... luna says i don't know if eagle would taste good um i could make it, it like taste freedom good. yeah dude he, he, he ate <laughs> ivermectin through the mouth so yeah like you'll eat an eagle that's not a problem and it killed only, the parasites from the eagle anyway. Only apple flavor. Okay. The apple flavor was actually kind of fire. Okay. The <laughs> other flavors, not so much. Now, what if they had like a Szechuan flavor? No, they had, you know, they got the flame in now, too. <laughs> the flame in hyperbectin. That's going to be the cover art for this fucking. That's the next meme, dude. <laughs> flame in <laughs> hyperbectin. <laughs> 
Flamas. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. It says that the flame and hot uh, ivermectin challenge next, and uh, see a bunch of kids die from it. Did you hear about the fucking kid that died from the one chip? Like, yeah, it was yeah. legit in the 7 Eleven. There was like a whole fucking stack of them. And I should have yeah, bought them, yeah. dude, because those things are selling for like crazy money on eBay right now because they took them off the shelves. The mm. fucking wacky one chip. Now, did he die from the chip or did he die from the jab? He fucking, well, that's the real question, right? But yeah, he goes, my mom was able to get ivermectin, ivermectin prescribed here in Canada, but her insurance and the government plans refused to cover it. She had to pay for it herself, but it cured her C-19 in half the time. <sighs> Buddy, go to the fucking, I swear to God, this sounds crazy. Right now, you can go to like websites. Well, first of all, you can get, you can buy anything you want from India, dude. I bought all kinds of wild shit from India. I can get anything I want from India. But secondly, you can go to legit pet stores from petco.com right now. You can get ivermectin for dogs. And it's the same thing. And I'm I'm pro horse pace in this. <laughs> Is what's the chance that we could actually find an ivermectin sponsor that would like just just like an affiliate code, right? Yeah, can buddy. We, I don't know. Like like chewy.com and then get like ivermectin <laughs> discount code. I swear to god, I got a tube of fucking of apple flavored horse paste in the other room. I can go grab it. I see you. No, no. I uh Iver I can grab it with a bottle, bottle too and I can hold it up here. Kills parasite uh, and gets sled in your pencil. Yeah, it'll it'll treat your hookworm, but I don't think these ones have flavors. Uh. Oh, it actually does have flavored, but it doesn't tell you what the flavor is. There was a guy in Australia who could get the closest thing, which was in like an aquarium treatment of parasites for fish, and he took an entire bottle of it and had liver failure. Yeah, and then then we hear about him dying, and then yeah. you're like, people are literally trying to buy fucking hydroxychloroquine and fucking kill themselves. <laughs> I, correct me, wasn't that like the the guy's wife tried killing him, or was that another one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the wife fucking murked him is what happened, and she yeah. was like. He was trying to cure his COVID. He was about to vote for Trump. I had to do something. <laughs> it was self-defense. <laughs> she had only half kidding. <laughs> God damn. So what's the good news from Australia? Like, what are the good things coming out of Australia, Drew? Or is it all just like you're ruining it for everybody else? Well, it's spring at the moment, so the weather's getting good. Well, I don't mean good for you. I mean good for the rest of the world. Rest Was of the it world? just winter? Is there anything that Australia is doing right now that you personally feel is for the betterment of the world on some level? Or is it just like you guys are just the breeding ground for like the worst possible shit that's about to happen to the rest of the countries? Oh no, we're the, we are we are the canary in the coal mine. We're Sodom of the South, man. It's 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 not good. The amount of socialist left shit that's going on here. That well, some people were having fun in Sodom. They were somewhere, yeah. But uh, no, nothing really overly good. If there was something I could promote that was a fantastic thing, I'd be doing it all the time. But unfortunately, it's not really happening. That's uh, disappointing. I I don't like Australia any more than when we started this. <laughs> Hey man, you don't have fair, though. Like you guys are up, bro, because like I can't stand the British accent. It always feels like they're talking down to me, like Australian. And I don't I'm gonna do the whole bit, but man, um uh the the 
the guy that got kicked off of SNL recently, he had a great stand-up where he's talking about like it's hard to listen Australians and like if there was an Australian on 9-11 like oh fuck the plane's coming and like everyone's just kind of like <laughs> laughing at the accent because it's so adorable even in like a tragedy yeah there's a, another skit that talks about in science fiction movies they always have the American or the British accent and they don't use anything else because could you imagine an Australian in like the 31st century fighting aliens it just instantly becomes a comedy <laughs> it can't be taken serious well, Dead Alive, right? Dead Alive was, uh, I, that was New Zealand, not Australia, but it's like, even if it were scary, none of the accents allow you to be scared, and it just turns it into a comedy the whole time. Oh, no, zombies, hey, bro. <laughs> kick us for the Lord. <laughs> so what's been going on with you guys? What's new in, in the States? What's happening over there? I don't know, a bunch of fucking bullshit that I don't fucking pay attention to. Like, my buddies, like, here in Oregon, I guess, they're passing a bunch of unconstitutional bullshit, a bunch of gun laws and stuff. And my buddies are, kind of, like, are all kind of right-wingers and Trumpers, and they're all, like, freaking out. I'm like, it doesn't change anything that I do. I just don't care. I openly commit felonies. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, we're, we are advocating for everyone to snort ivermectin and commit felonies. <laughs> snort whiskey, ivermectin, <laughs> suppositories and commit felonies there and that was, is there like a beer and liquor uh, does it have like... to be apple flavor if it's a suppository because i don't know where you get the taste from that that's where you do the mini fresh dude you don't want to do the flamas dude you don't want that flaming hot in the fucking suppository <laughs> the apple ivermectin martini now, what's the go with this fighter jet that just disappeared and then was found again? I'm selling it online, dude. You saw the ad that I was selling. Yeah, and are you open to offers? Because I'm seriously considering <laughs> it. Well, there's another thing that's happening in the U.S. right now. Just not, not a lot of people care about it, but they're talking about... Adam Bomb says, you guys are going to turn me into an extremist. <laughs> I'm an extremist, just don't pay attention. So we got, we got um, weed laws... And they're going to maybe reclassify weed from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3, which kind of means fuck all in some ways, because it it's still like I, the good quote I saw online. It was like a Schedule 3 marijuana is the same type of illegal as an open air fentanyl market is illegal. Like <laughs> like if the if the FBI or the, the federal agents want to come and bust you for it, they can. It's really just a matter of priority, like if they really care about the PR and everything else. But you even see now the cops in California are going and like busting up like these little like weed kind of pop-ups and just taking all the money and taking all the drugs. And it was like, no one was touching them for years and years and years. And then they can just kind of like swoop in and like up their stash and up their money. And it's such a convenient way. Like I assume that this is police in every country because America didn't invent the police, but the way that they can have discretion of like, I just pulled you over. And if you're nice to me and you smile and you give me respect, you can go. Even if I find stuff on you, you can go. I might even let you keep it or I might destroy it. Or if you're just the slightest bit of like an inconvenience to me, you're like snarl at me. Like that headlight is out and your you know ticket is expired. Now you're going to jail and like that amount of discretion, it breeds for so much, you know, sort of like corruption because then it's like you can let that guy go that had a pound of whatever on him and then like bust someone that had like a, a roach or something. Just Dude, I'm trying to to talk. About it. I talk myself out of tickets all the time. Anytime I'm fucking pulled over, I'm just like, 
hi officer and just like i sit there just sat, sit there and have a conversation they're fine they're like all right don't do that again and they just let me go every is time it's not the weird situation though you have to be nice and respectful because you potentially can piss someone off who has the legal authority ego, to fist you up the ass they can legally fist you up the ass yeah that's the, well, that's the line you're dancing around they make you fist yourself now that's more humane <laughs> Yeah, swirl around, show us what you're hiding up there. Dude, I mean, it's kind of fucked, but it's like, it's kind of true that like cops have a shit ton of fucking power. Like, I remember a couple years ago, like some lady got pulled over and like he was like, I smell weed or I smell drugs or something. And then she was like, Well, I, I didn't do that, sir. And then he was like, Anyways, he like took her to a fucking, he took her to the hospital because like he checked her and he couldn't find anything right. And then, he literally for hours because at this point it was going to make him look bad if he didn't find something. So he like he sat there and made a fucking nurse like finger her pussy and asshole looking for fucking drugs for like hours. The nurse and she like accused them of like full on like because I mean at that point it's rape. Like like you're just sitting there in a hospital bed straddled down while there's fucking fingering your your crevices looking for imaginary drugs that are complete bullshit <laughs> and Dude, i don't think that that cop even got a slap on the wrist that woman just got fingered by a nurse for fucking i don't know a long time <laughs> it's really fucked up that's an interesting premise right like a tsa agent if they did the same motions out in public like they'd be arrested and on a, a, a list somewhere right they don't even give the common courtesy of your reach around either it's just so rude <laughs> yeah i know dude it's fucking yeah it's fucked up <clears throat> well actually just talking on what powers police have it's recently come out that there's this old bygone law within victoria that dates back to the king and the crown that victorian police have the legal authority to shoot and kill protesters or rioters in our state which kind of explains why they shot a lot of us during covid I think yeah, they just buddy. want to work their way up to live rounds and then they'd be happy. They're going to fucking use that as a defense. Just like watch. They're going to be like, it is on the books. Yeah, hey, just, I know I shot that like fucking it, old woman. I know I shot that old woman in the face. <laughs> Are you allowed to own your own guns in Australia or do you have to like check them into like an armory and like no, check they, them out? Or? Uh, there's whispering that they want to do that um it's just a heavily regulated approach like you have to have a certain type of um safe to hold them in you can only have certain types of firearms there's waiting periods to get your firearms there's only so many you can have you can have up to seven um certain calibers what how many are you allowed to have seven that's adorable that's fucking adorable it just means i have to be really selective of what i can have you can have one for each day of the week. That is <laughs> one's called Monday, one's called Tuesday. That's cute. That it yeah. is cute though. Yeah, buddy. Uh, it, that was the one thing that like my buddies were freaking out about is like I guess Oregon just passed some ghost gun law. So it's like it's any fucking unserialized guns that you have are now like illegal and then none of them are grandfathered in. Well, because, I mean, if they had a grandfathered in clause, you could just be like, I've had this for five years. (laughs) (laughs) There's a big ghost gun industry where you can just go into, like, shops and buy all the parts and make your own, right? Plus Mm -hmm. the 3D printing. Buy, like, an 80% or or 90% or whatever it is. Well, so, dude, even even that, though, is a little bit murky because a lot of the 
uh, I think one of the big companies was called P80, I think, instead of for Polymer 80. And that's where like you would, you know, oh, it's my my husband's, you know, birthday is coming up. It would be like, that's what you get your American, you know, boyfriend slash husband is a P80 kit. But then they were like, uh, I want to say the ATF, like they did a raid on one of the, the P80 factories and we're like, who'd you sell it all to? And then we're actually looking into the people that had tried to purchase them. So it's like, all they have to do is want to go after you and they're already on your ass. There's there's really no separation from that. So if you do want a, your own P80, just go on to like Maker site and download the 3D models and print it yourself. Don't order a P80 kit from a website. Yeah, buddy. No, I mean, we had our buddy, Sal the Agoras. You remember that? Sal was sitting there talking to us and Sal was printing a gun like while he was sitting there talking to us and showing us how to do it. Like, <laughs> it's pretty fucking fantastic. I personally, I don't think I would ever fire a P80 because I've I've got a lot of friends that have them and you look at it and it looks about like your friend that did like a weekend project you know like that friend that's like i'm gonna craft brew some beer and he like <laughs> gives you some and you're like oh shit it's like vinegar so the fucking the place that i met scott at actually we were talking about squatch fest that was like a like a freedom cell like agorist fucking festival that like i met actually a lot of really cool people there uh there was a dude that came and he was he was bringing his 3d printed guns some of those things are fucking dope dude some of them are so fucking nice like they are legit as fuck. Yeah, I think it just depends on like what polymers you're using, the actual 3D printer, the program, how detailed it is. Because you see it within like the cosplay community, right? They can make on-screen props that are better than what you see in the movies, like detail-wise. And just just ask Alex Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks so real. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wild shit, man. You know he smoked that bitch. And, like, I, I love the fucking... I love the theories behind it. That Like, she was, like, making a fucking anti-pedophile in Hollywood movie. Oh, and then he smoked her ass, like, right... <laughs> her and uh, Tim... What's his name? Ballard, right? They were, like, gonna team up. Uh, Tim Ballard was just hoping so he could pound some kids, too. <laughs> It turns out he was a diddler too, or what? Like, oh what's God. going on? With I like how it keeps like spreading, and it's like, oh yeah, then you find they found like five hundred kids in his basement. <laughs> I know because I heard so it on strong, a few forum, dude. It's so true. <laughs> oh, it's some wild shit, dude. How about like uh, some of our comments earlier were about uh, Lauren Boober? that man i love How about that, that? <laughs> so what she was at like a, a stage show or something and she was getting felt up by her date is that what I was, think that she was, was like i think she was watching beetlejuice and some and she was sitting there vaping and jerking a dude off and somebody like took pictures of her and then... <laughs> the all the way down to the musical beetlejuice like I, that's literally my dream like i have that dream at night that has those three things in it Dude, I just think Lauren Bobert is fucking fun time. She sounds fucking cool as shit. I'd, Someone I'd love to get presidential material off the movie theater, like by a congressperson, while I'm sitting there. Well, the, well, the, the movie theater, like, dude, it's it, it's like five D chess, right? Because the original ones, like, you want to vote for the president you'd have a beer with, but now we're getting to like, you want to vote for the president that would jerk you off in a movie theater <laughs> while you're watching Beetlejuice the musical. Yeah, the problem is you'll get the president that's going to sniff you. 
Come in. You're not getting the ones you want, unfortunately. She's pretty hot. I've got to put it out there. There's not many like politicians worldwide you could say I'd like to bone, but she's up there. I thought the the New Zealand one used to be on like some some like you know top charts, and then something happened, right? Like she turned into Skeletor. Yeah, too much adrenochrome for sure. Too much or not enough? If they're all there, that's it. Maybe it was contaminated with apple flavored ivermectin. Oh God, that was my that is my absolute favorite conspiracy theory from the whole pandemic. Let's just get this banned off of YouTube if we can. But <laughs> but that that COVID nineteen was created to to pollute the elite's adrenochrome supply, and that it was like a white hat operation to like wipe out their supplies. But which is a weird premise because it's like, well, then what would the elite have to do to get more adrenochrome and have to kill a bunch of more kids in order to yeah. get it? Right. So like you're kind of unintentionally causing more of that. But I love the fact that there's like these secret societies that are like, we're going to poison your, your, you know, children's blood. And they're like, no, we need to keep it pure. And it's like these factions are fighting over it. Well, buddy, uh, I, heard, I was hearing like, so back in the day, if you guys like, I don't know if you I don't know if you even had that in Australia, but we had this uh we had this rag, this amazing rag called the Weekly World News. And it was it was the best, dude. I loved it, dude. It was Is this like about, Bat Boy? Uh, yeah, Bat Boy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know that X Files. But they were saying that like uh AIDS was actually taking out all the vampires <laughs> and that it had been intentionally made to fucking and it was like wiping out vampires. And then someone was saying that that's what like the COVID was, and then the fucking vax was actually there to fucking take out vampires. And uh, dude, it was fucking fantastic. I the love argument I have was, the people the that are dying that... from the shot, like their their fucking blood is <laughs> they're all vampires. vampires. They're all vampires. Sorry, grandma was a vampire. <laughs> the, the, the one that gets me is they talk about how the white hats have been like arresting people and putting them in military tribunals and killing them and then replacing them with a body double which is supposed to do good things, but they end up doubling down and doing worse shit. So the white hats aren't achieving anything if they're going by that metric. They're well, replacing, they, they get in there, replacing them with worse people. They got they got to get into the inner circle, and you can only do that one way. <laughs> well, we just had Ryan Christian on not that long ago, and we were talking about, dude, if we had had that one on YouTube, I think that would have that would have fucking mixed <laughs> us. Uh, but he was talking about how the like the all the fucking vaccines and the shedding and the self distributing like fucking vaccines and stuff like that. Like I, every time I think about that though, I think about how like these elites that are fucking supposedly poisoning us with this fucking vaccine. If they're self distributing, aren't they going to get it too? So have you ever seen uh, utopia either of the series? Uh-uh. So the, the premise of Utopia, spoiler alert, is that the elite release this like virus or whatever out into the world and it sterilizes you. So basically the default configuration of every person on the planet is that you're sterile unless you get the antidote for the thing. And of course, the elite all have the antidote. So de facto, it just sterilizes all poor people. And then it's like you have to opt in. So if you want to have kids, now you got to like go to the doctor and get like tested and past tests and then you're allowed to have kids yeah so buddy. kind of a way to like establish that well dude i have a psycho friend and this psycho friend he's going to come on the show here pretty soon uh we sit there and have these long philosophical conversations and he tells me he's an anti-authoritarian but then he also tells me that like 
based off uh, based off IQs, we need to uh, Tupa. If you're listening, buddy, I love you. Uh, he says that uh, we need to sterilize people that are too stupid. Well, that's like exactly that. <laughs> what the whole conversation. That's exactly uh, what the IQ test was originally made for. It was by the eugenicists, and they had questions on it that had like a picture of like a badminton racket, and they'd give it to like a poor kid and be like, "What is this?" And the kid would be like, "I don't know." And they'd be like, "Well, you're too stupid to ever have kids." Snip, snip. You know what I mean? But it was like a cultural thing. Like, of course, you don't know what a freaking badminton racket is. But this is the best thing ever, though, right? Because like they couldn't like how like ops wise if they were to literally go through like you know the ghetto and through like poor people and through all these areas and legitimately snip people that would be a fucking problem that would make them look bad but if they were legitimately like trying to like give people a medicine that would help them and help cure them and things like that (laughs) oh i'm so sorry you can't have fucking 30 kids in the pool anymore (laughs) fucking assholes (laughs) <laughs> Here's a, a bit of a, a, a correlation. When the vaccine rollout happened in my state, um, the birth rates were in like the tens of thousands in my state out of a population of 6.5 million. Then in 2021, it was dropped a little bit lower, still in the tens of thousands. And then in 2022, it dropped into like the two digit numbers for birth rates. Is that when you or... were staying inside, Drew? Yeah, but it's not like people stopped fucking because they were inside. So there's definitely a correlation there. And causation isn't the correlation there, but that's something that people aren't really questioning. It went from thousands born in a single year over a time frame to being in the tens. I don't have the exact numbers on me, but it was a hell of a drop. It was like a 99% drop in birth rate in one single year. Uh-huh. No, I disagree, man. I don't agree. I think that's a bunch of shit. Oh, I muted myself. Uh, so he says, my neighbor's really unintelligent, but he knew not to take it. Uh, what I was going to say is like, that's the whole fucking point where the, the self-distributing shit is like, they're just going to give it to fucking everybody. Is they? what do you guys think about? Like, I'm actually curious because I, I have like tons of fucking listeners that'll fucking message me. And like one that I get a lot, a lot, is that people telling me they think the population is way smaller than we think it is. And I kind of, I kind of agree, dude. I think maybe there's like a couple billion tops on the planet right now. Do you think we're really at like 9 billion? I don't think there's a human being on the planet that can actually conceptualize the, the scale of the pot, the world population. It becomes an abstract number once it hits like over a million. So I think whoever thinks they have an opinion on that is full shit. It's all metrics anyway, because we're clouded by density. We see density of lots of people, but we know that there's people in lots of regional and rural areas, so we can't really conceptualize the two in any way, shape, or form. Well, and some people like to live on top of each other. Some people want to live in like a New York City, and then some people want to live in like a Plano, Texas, right? Yeah, exactly right. So I think that the difference between like someone from Plano of like, hey, do you think the world is overpopulated versus someone in New York? You probably get wildly different answers. I don't know how accurate this is. It's probably just BS, you know, mainstream stuff. But it it was like if uh, you put the entire world's population into Texas, there'd be enough like land to actually let everyone live there. Like if you provided the resources for everyone to do so. So it's not like we have a space problem and it's not even like we have a resources problem. We just got a, like a Zionist problem. <laughs> we have a Zionist problem. Yeah, we have a, 
we're too big to control problem. And I think that's really what it comes down to. There's too fucking many of us for them to control easily. There's definitely too many Nates well, out there. Dude, Who knows how many you've got? I've heard scholarly arguments that I fucking agree with that the problem with the population at this moment is not overpopulation. It's actually underpopulation. And that the amount of people that we have right now are like, they're too fucking old. Like that's, the, that's a big fucking problem. And so that they're getting too old to like contribute or whatever. Right. They're not moving machinery or working in fucking shops anymore. They're just fucking old. And I love my old folks. I'm not saying get rid of them. What I'm saying is like, we actually need more fucking kids to keep up with, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Anyways, because well, this the dude that broke this down said that like in the next ten years we're gonna fucking feel this and we're gonna feel it fucking hard because well, we're well, not keeping up with the fucking population and that like our fucking infrastructure is gonna start falling apart hard. Well, look like, at Australia's hard. only got a population of twenty six million roughly, and the average person has maybe one or two kids max. So that's why we've got such a, a high intake coming of immigration over the next 10 years. Like we've got 26 million people and over the next five years, we're going to get 2 million additional people into the country all at once, which is going to be a huge impact on the society, economics, everything. Like we don't even have the infrastructure for that many people, but we need them. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Well, and there's another option that, that it's not going to win any favors over, but ancient cultures when you got to a certain age like the the elderly class they would be like i don't want to be a burden on my town or my family anymore and they would just like walk off to a cliff and kind of like die of of uh exposure right which basically like wolves. yeah you, you, you we talked about you, that, dude, i just or... was talking about this with my fucking son that like yeah old people at some point when they knew they weren't contributing anymore they knew that they couldn't like keep up and shit they would like with dignity, with their final strength, they would climb up to the top of the hill and jump off the fucking cliff. Well, and, and, and like, it so, like so it has a practical reason, but then there's also like, if, if you guys ever heard like the King Kill 33 ritual, I don't know if you're familiar with that, Drew. Uh, have you heard of this, Nate? King Kill 33? I'm not a Freemason. All right, kid. Like... We'll, we'll pull up. <laughs> Tell me this, about is it. An, this is an important history lesson for everyone worldwide. But so the King Kill 33 ritual is this, this sort of um, assumed freemasonic uh assassination ritual you know that's kind of like the conspiracy version of it but that jfk essentially was part of this king kill 33 and that they murdered him in this like ritualistic fashion inside of like a certain procession but that the king kill 33 ritual dates back probably to like phoenicia or before but it's essentially when like the elder of a family or a tribe starts to detect that they're like on their way out you don't want to like die when you're a feeble old man and you're like penniless because what you want to do is you want to pass on your like your vigor and your strength and your energy to the next generation your family or your village so they like do it as like a respectful thing like i don't want mm -hmm. to pass on my weak part i want you to see me at my peak on my way out yeah. so the king kill 33 ritual in terms of like the JFK assassination, it was like JFK has got the attention of the country. He's invigorated the youth. He's invigorated the left and the right. Like he's, he's like this new young face. Let's kill him and take that energy and reroute it to like the, the grumpy old LBJ in the plane. Right. But it was like, you, you typically, that's why like not going to take out Biden probably because you take out Biden when it's like a little like whiff of like, you know, queef dust that like spurts out from his orifice. 
and there's not a lot of energy that you can use to redirect that. But if you take someone out at their top, so again, I, I feel like it's not just a practical solution, but there's like some very deep occult symbolic like transfer of energy. Even if you don't believe in the woo-woo, like this goes back way before our generations, right? Like even if you went back 10 generations, I think there's something like baked into our like DNA memory that's like, hey, you know, when when grandpa starts to like cough a little too hard, fucking drive him off the Montauk, bro. Push his ass off the, the cliff, man. Now, did Corey Hughes delve into that with his research at the moment with JFK? That's the the ritual side of things. I I do recall some information. Yeah. Th- so this that. is based on I think the research by James Shelby Downard and Michael Hoffman. I might have one of those names wrong, but that's the premise of it. But man, it, it goes into like West African culture and and further. Crazy. So I'm just saying there's a there's a practical way to to get rid of the population but it's not letting grandma and grandpa spend all of you know your inheritance money on margaritaville and living IV in Florida. treatment yeah well hey 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 slow down a little bit there <laughs> well buddy I mean I think about it too it's like I'd rather die with fucking dignity and I do like this fucked up. And I it, legitimately, I want old people that made their fucking money to enjoy it. But I do, I do think about that dude because like you do spend like ninety eight percent of your money when you're fucking old. Because like, I <laughs> it's fucked. But I'm like, I'm thinking about like my wife's grandma. She's sitting there like getting the most expensive fucking treatments, like spending like like thousands of dollars to extend her life for. I don't know. I mean, she ended up croaking. She croaked about a year ago. So rest in peace, grandma. She was sweet and nice. But it's like, God damn, when you're like, you're spending fucking 10 grand to like, hold on to another month. Then another 10 grand to hold on to another month. It's like, what are you fucking getting out of this month? Start showing up to hospice with the King Kill 33 book. (laughs) Dude, like she's sitting there like sneaking bacon because they like fucking told her she has to like stop eating sodium. And I'm like, just eat the fucking bacon. Like, you know what I mean? Just fucking live out this last, like, like decline the fucking last medication, whatever it's going to cost you. And what did you really want to do? You know what I mean? Eat some fucking bacon. Do you want to get your bean flicked by some hot, like, like Puerto Rican dude with like ripped fucking like, oh, washboard abs? like, like take that 10 grand that you were going to spend on your life fucking like saving medication and just have him eat your pussy for a month. There's you know a, what I mean? Just like, just like have me eat your pussy while you're eating bacon, and like you're, you know what I mean? And just have some fucking fun, and then go out that way. Like to me, that would be so much fucking better. There's a, a Bill Hicks routine that I'm not gonna repeat, but it's it's basically he's saying that when you get to a certain age, you should be able to opt grandma or grandma in to be like an extra in like a movie where if they they need to like chop <laughs> someone's head off or blow them up, and the the punchline's like. Do you want your grandma to like go away into a hospice and spend her days kind of alone and just getting lonely? And she's like waiting for people to visit her and call. And then she starts to not recognize you as much. And it just kind of like slowly slips into despair and in dementia. Or do you want grandma to meet Chuck fucking Norris? Like (laughs) that could be the answer to the homeless problem as well, right? Like it's very hard to use special effects to make it look like people are really getting their heads caved in. Why don't you get homeless? This is for all the anti-AI people out there that are like, don't let AI take over Hollywood. (laughs) 
So we are pro uh, SAG, right? Screen Actors Guild right now. This is, this is for the unions right here. We're saying like use the homeless as special effects instead of AI. <laughs> as long as it's voluntary, right? We're voluntarists here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it, man. I'm sure if they got a little bit of whiskey and some apple ivermectin, they'd be all for it. Let them snort all the whiskey they want, and then we fucking... <laughs> In this scene, you're going to be hit by a car. Are you okay with that? We make the new John Wick film. It's fucking... <laughs> it's a win-win, dude. I'm pretty sure the death panel people would be on board with us coming up with this plan. They seem dude, like they sincerely, who the fuck decided that, like, I can't... Like, so if you... If legitimately, let's say that you fucking like murdered somebody and you're on the death you whatever you're gonna get the death sentence cruel and unusual can we can we just say like hollywood can have them and we can have them for like <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying like fuck stunt doubles use pedophiles and just let them like take that fucking take that fucking car off the cliff yeah, the funny thought, it would look like those really bad stunt double cut scenes from the 80s where it's like a, a Caucasian guy driving a car and then it's this big muscle-bound black guy, except there'd be a tiny little pedophile. It'd be so noticeable. It would go from Ryan Reynolds to like John Podesta in one scene. But you know what? People, I think, would just be like, as, as long as they knew it, they'd be like, sweet, and they'd get into it. You know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't care. All of a sudden, you see that little twink petty that you go and take that fucking car off the cliff and we're like it's like and then you can really just be like yes. you can really enjoy like horror movies again like the next the saw bad guy really dies at the end yeah like, <laughs> we have like a real saw movie where we have like all just pedos in it <laughs> each film could have its own pedophile kill count yeah. he was like you have seven minutes to i haven't seen the saw movies in a long time but <laughs> you have seven minutes to take that off your fucking head or you're gonna die you know that sort of thing i well, love it well i want to there's a there's a scary aspect of this whole like what is it the sound of freedom movement thing where everyone's like that's going to be the new satanic panic where there's just like a pedo under every single person's bed and couch and behind every there's one in the white house that well i mean yeah but <laughs> but I mean, but what's scary though is that I don't know. I'm sure that Australia's got something similar. We've got what do they call like the uh, the Amber Alert, uh, and this is when like there's a suspected like kid was abducted, and they just put in an Amber Alert, and it's like here's the car, here's the person, here's a license plate. How easy would it be though if it was like Drew pissed somebody off, and they're just like, oh, f- Amber Alert his ass, and now now it's like you're fighting the entire city that all thinks you're like the worst possible person that could ever exist. But really, it's like you just pissed somebody off that had the political power that could like type your name into a fucking screen and hit the enter button, right? Um, but yeah. I mean, like, we're gonna work ourselves up into such a frenzy that someone could just like witch hunt it and be like, you know, Nate, Nate diddled a kid, and then all of a sudden it's like you don't even have to bring him to court anymore. The whole town ostracizes him and follows him, and they know his license plate. Then it becomes like one of those novels where the whole city just stops what they're doing and hunts the person down for sport. One of those dystopian futures. Everyone's going after Nate with a baseball bat, hunting him down because he's been on the Amber Alert. Purge, but it's just one person. It's just yes, exactly. (laughs) Dude, I loved Smear the Queer when I was a kid. That was a fucking fun game. I loved it. This is just live action. This is like you take the bumpers off the fucking the bowling alley, and we're just playing real Smear the Queer. 
<laughs> You're going to have to explain that for me because I'm not familiar with that. It sounds funny, but please outline it. It was a fucking. It was a fucking game, and I don't even know really the rules to it. It was just like there was, it was football, and like somebody would have it, and whoever had it was the queer, and everybody. <laughs> but you're also kind of winning. So you're like, I'm the guy right now. And I have the fucking football. And we had a big open field. And like, you're running, you're trying to juke, trying to get away. And everybody's after you. Everybody's trying to fucking take you out and tackle you and do whatever they have to to get that ball from you. Because you're the queer at the moment. Well, and they want to be the queer. That's the, yeah. the whole premise. I love yeah, that part of the game. The the like, yeah. Nate, how dare you be the queer? I'm the one that needs to be the queer. And there can only be one, right? And it's like you're constantly showing your masculinity to fight over who's the queerest. It's yeah. A fun, fun dynamic. <laughs> Chasing some guy's ass only to tackle him to the ground. Yeah, him. it's like it's like King of the Hill, but with a football. Yeah, Give me those balls, man. Give me that ball. <laughs> I'm the queer. <laughs> Dude, it was a fucking great game. You'd lose teeth. You'd fucking break your collarbone. Like I had friends get really hurt with that fucking game. It was, it's basically I, all the most violent parts of football and none of the scoring parts. Like just yeah, the no running that. around and getting tackled. <laughs> and that's it. The only rule is run. <laughs> <laughs> What's the modern version of that? There's got to be like a, a modern name for that. I guess it's just flag football. <laughs> I don't know, all these kids are fucking weak pussies. They don't even let them play dodgeball anymore. Did you, did you grow up with dodgeball, Drew? Was that a, a rite yeah. of passage for you? Yeah, we've got dodgeball here. Um, they, they didn't ban that yet? I mean, those are no, like deadly yet. flying missiles. So No, they, they just have to change the color of the balls from red to a different color because it's too Trumpy. They all got to have serial numbers on them in case someone gets taken <laughs> out. They can trace it back to the factory. <laughs> Fucking A, guys. <laughs> I don't know if we covered a serious topic this entire time. Well, here's one. Can, can you give me a reason to want to go to Australia other than just wanting to hear accents all the time? Oh, is there anything I can do Australia that, I, that I couldn't do here? What? Oh, well, I was going to say you could come and punch a kangaroo, but I'm pretty sure you could do that. Just go down to a petting zoo and do that as well. They've got kangaroos in Orlando. I hate to break it to yeah. you. I could drive 40 minutes and punch a kangaroo if I really wanted to. Can you film that and send it to me? Because I'd find that quite I hilarious. could, although I'd honestly, I'd probably get my ass kicked by a kangaroo. And I'm also not <laughs> big on animal abuse. I'd rather punch an Australian than a, than a kangaroo. <laughs> well, if you, if you wanted to experience the world's largest free-to-air prison, that's probably a reason to come to Australia. Just to visit, a fly-in, check out how bad it is to, ex- to appreciate home more. So no reason. There's just absolutely no, no reason no, no, no. for anyone that already lives in a free country to ever want to go to Australia. No, dude, Thomas, you already have nice beaches in Florida. I, I find it so hard to like want me to like leave Florida. Like I went to Boston recently. I like the weather, uh, but I was also like, no one's selling K2 and bath salts in the same store anywhere here. So it, it just felt weird. Like I didn't feel like I was free anymore. Do you guys still have K2 in Australia? Is it like it's like a different world out there? The only time about ketamine? What's K2? K2 is the synthetic uh, weed. Uh, I mean, there was uh, many different brands, but the big one was K2 named after the mountain, I guess, because you got as high as a mountain by smoking Chinese chemicals. 
there's there's synthetic stuff around, but you know, marijuana's illegal in our country as is anyway, so that stuff's heavily frowned upon. Well, marijuana is legal or illegal? Illegal. So I'm so just saying would, that so there's like, there's be no down, reason for you to come. <laughs> there's like yeah, no, no reason. You're, for you're to definitely come not here. selling it. You're not the ambassador of uh, Australia I'm here. I'm not. Oh, we need more freedoms. I'd like a, like a a coloured revolution in Australia would go down really well right now because you know we could use a little bit of freedom. So are you just looking around to like fix about it? a decade ago? But Germany for a while was like a mecca for people that wanted to do like I I don't know what the word is for it, uh, but they had like erotic zoos that were illegal that were legal in Germany, and so like if you wanted to pay enough money, you could like fuck a giraffe. And like in Germany and things like that. Okay, hold on, hold oh, on. Before, before you start throwing judgment around, like you can go to Africa, right, and shoot like an elephant on a preserve. Yeah, but if you fuck it first, money for the preserve, right? Yeah, so you can shoot on, them. What's worse, that you kill a baby elephant or that you fuck a baby giraffe? <laughs> Um, is that a serious question? I mean, yeah, that's legit. Is which one is worse? Like, would you rather like remove the life of a of a sentient animal that's not hurting you, a baby elephant? Is that worse than just fucking a giraffe? I'd say no. That's like killing not? some serious. So you think killing funny. an animal is better than just giving one the old poke for twenty minutes. Yeah, I don't I'd think say, a giraffe is even going to feel it. They're not even going to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, dude. What's it going to be like, <laughs> like, have to go to counseling over it? <laughs> this is quickly turning into that episode of South Park where there's the people that are married to animals and shit. <laughs> and there's that half ostrich guy. <sighs> now, would it matter if it's like a baby giraffe or a full-grown giraffe? Does that affect the, the outcome here? You don't want to be a giraffe pedo. <laughs> this is messed up <laughs> what's the cutoff if it's like a dog do you divide by seven <laughs> giraffe <laughs> god that's a that mental image work, never let me see what that neck do <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, a legit god. question but because people do that in this country too is not legal like in like, is it legal in Germany or is it just like a it thing was that they do? I think some I don't remember what happened there was a controversy like maybe a fucking yeah yeah here we go this is what Thomas is good for he'll look it up uh, Weimar yes, Germany were, like all the filth and debauchery happened there mm-hmm, there were actual they would call them erotic zoos oh they had God. in fucking Germany and so well, you could I, like pay money and you're like what if you always wanted to fuck. Like, what if you, like, like maybe a couple people died. Thomas, you have a fucking look on your face. Well, you well because, something? dude, uh, <laughs> I never get to bring this up without it feeling like I just, like, shoehorned it in out of fucking nowhere. But there is a, <laughs> a documentary from 2007 called Zoo. And there's also, uh, on, on the same premise, there's a movie that came out in 2019 called The Death of Dick Long. And it's about this group of, like, three or four guys, like, like, menly men guys that had like wives and families and everything and once a year they'd all get together and they'd break into this barn and they would seduce a horse and they and it was like an annual thing like it's like hey guys let's go and 
go right, you know, white river rafting, but it was like, let's go bang this horse. And they this had a was like ritual. cow tipping for homos or what? Dude, like- well, <laughs> so you say homos, but they were like, they were, I mean, you know, men with oh, family horse. Sorry. It was a male horse. It was a male horse, but they were, <laughs> they were not gay. I, I don't know. There was like, so no, anyways, definitely not gay. Dude, There's the, nothing gay about this. You can look, you can look <laughs> this up. This is the most wild. I'd really story. prefer not to. <laughs> they would go, they would, they would go to this, that like, history. They would go to this particular horse i guess and they had like developed a connection and they would like sit around the horse and wait for the horse to pick one of them like it would come down and like <laughs> nuzzle one of them like on the like... back of the neck and and they'd basically be like oh they, they picked you and they'd go out and i guess they were doing this for years and years were they fucking the horse or getting fucked by the horse Th- that it, they were getting fucked by the horse and what happened is that after years of doing this right like hey i'm going out with the guys again they you know vegas weekend honey um, but one year, the guy got rammed so hard by the horse, it actually perforated his colon. Like, it, it poked all the way through Are him. Are you talking about Mr. Hand, or this is a different thing? No, this this is the movie Zoo and the Death of Dick Long. It's a real, based on a real story, these guys. And, and one of them died, and they found the dead body, and they traced it back to these dudes. It was like, it was like one of those weird things, like a guy's in a room, and there's like a... a a window that's 10 feet up and it's open and there's like a puddle of water under him what happened it was kind of like that but it was like there's a dude and there's a horse with like blood on its dick and the guy's dead with a perforated colon big gaping fucking what happened and australia looks like a lot better place in comparison to america right now Well, it doesn't sound like you've got the freedom Drew, to do this you know for a fact there's a bunch of hillbillies right now getting fucked by a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like you're better than us. <laughs> Thomas started this by saying they were manly men. These were... They, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I want to... <laughs> I want to point out it wasn't like you know the the click from Key West decided to like drive out to Idaho and bang a horse. It was like like dudes that like you know they were going to go out and do manly stuff in the woods, but the manly stuff was to get banged by a horse. Daniel says they think they raped and killed their friend, and that was their excuse. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think for the for the metrics of the society, horse did it. Be better out. <laughs> It's a very elaborate plot. Like we're all gonna craft this story for years, where we bang a horse, and then we're gonna kill Jimmy, and then blame the horse fucking on Jimmy's death. I don't know, dude. Like, just be like, yeah, we killed him. He was a dick. Or are you gonna be like, yeah, we were going out and banging this horse? Well, maybe this was kind of a love triangle. Maybe that horse kept picking him. You know what I mean? And then there's a jealousy developing. This is the third year in a row. I've been pumping this fucker full of apple ivermectin and he's still not giving me any ass? I'm actually surprised this wasn't special at this point in the world. His pockets are full of fruit leather and he's like, he's been fucking... (laughs) (laughs) He's like a a dog's in peanut butter. <laughs> this is just a love triangle gone wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, Zoo is available. There's no way this is staying on YouTube. <laughs> Paranoid American 15 for the discount code if you go to watch Zoo or the Death of Dick Long. Paranoid 15. 
I get I get like five cents every time someone watches this video, <laughs> and the, all the proceeds go to Uncle Jimmy. Brought to you by Ivermectin. <laughs> Use our discount code. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, that's what you can do in this country, Drew. You don't have shit in your country, bro. <laughs> what, a, what an interesting series of conversations. We started off with geopolitical <laughs> issues in Australia to horse fucking. I don't know how we ended up here. But it, you're it on the reality podcast. That's what kind of happens here. <laughs> Once you bring up Germany, all bets are off, bro. True. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So what was the charity that you came on here to promote anyways, Drew? <laughs> it's actually um, Helpful Hooves, and it's a charity for horses. <laughs> we can get underprivileged horses. Ho- or, uh, horseshoes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like a 90-day fiancé version, but it's like people going to foreign countries for like, a, and like an Arabian horse with like the white the flowing white hair <laughs> but it's like a gold digger horse it just wants to like eat like expensive hay all the time yeah that premium alfalfa <laughs> uh, anyways there were legit erotic zoos this is what thomas you're supposed to be looking up erotic zoos thomas <laughs> I, I mean i've got my mind on dick long now Dude, if we talk about this kind of shit on the reg, because what episode we were talking about, Mr. Hand, not that long ago. What's Mr. Hand? You don't remember Mr. Hand? That's that's like one of those infamous fucking videos that you watch as a kid. And it's like this dude, Mr. Hand was like, there's a there's a movie about him, too. Uh, He was filming himself getting fucked by a horse and he also died from a perforated asshole. So, I mean, this technically. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. asshole's already perforated. That's what it is. It's just a perforation. <laughs> he got his asshole blasted. And he, I've never watched the video because I refuse to. But people say, like, you can see you can see the moment when he was like, oh, too much. <laughs> he was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Blue dolphin, Blue dolphin. <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to his safe word to the horse. horse was like, and he was like, uh-oh. <laughs> now, s- serious question. Do you think he saw God at like that last moment? His life just, flashed like, before his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the last inch was too much. <laughs> You show up at St. Peter's Gate on a horse. He's like, fucker. <laughs> we just had one of you last week. There's only one way you can get a horse in here, asshole. <laughs> oh. Was it Ryan? Was it? It was fucking. I think it was Ryan Dean. Didn't he talk about seeing a fucking donkey show when he was in Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, no comment, dude. It's not fun. Watch watch one in like a teen comedy movie. That's the fun version. But the real one is it's sad. It like makes you feel bad for everybody. I think it was Ryan Dean that came on and talked about that. I'm pretty sure. Because we had somebody that came on the show. Anybody that's been listening to the show long enough, uh tell me what episode that was. Tell me who the guest was. They they legit like went and saw a fucking a donkey 
was it? Oh, I can't even remember his name right now. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that was a legit. One of our guests talked about like going to the back and watching a fucking donkey show. Woo. Maybe Jacinda Ardern was right. Maybe too much freedoms is a bad thing. <laughs> now we're talking Mexico. Mexicans least, least... are built different, dude. As if Mr. Hand word... hadn't, been, if Mr. Hand had been a Mexican, he would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be on a T-shirt next to Che Guevara, right? <laughs> Your pussy white assholes can't take that horse dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a real man and take a horse dog. <laughs> <laughs> Look, our assholes been used to flaming hot. We've been fucking eating bean burritos for breakfast. Like our assholes are just built different, dude. We're fucking, we're ready. You we've probably heard the whole from day one. Like when you fucking, <laughs> when you've been taking enough ivermectin suppositories, you're you're fucking built. You're ready for this. <laughs> Look, do you want centaurs or not, bro? Because centaurs are badass. <laughs> You'd end up with a really bad version where it's got the human's legs and then the horse top. <laughs> and then they join the UN again. <laughs> Dude, if you told me that fucking Yacinda Ardern was a goddamn... Uh, she was a, What's the word I'm looking for, Thomas? What are those artificially made people? A homunculus? Oh. She was like made from a goddamn... It was made from a fucking horse, I believe you. She's got equine DNA for sure. Fun fact that I don't believe you can have a female homunculus. I might be right. We'd have to get Juan to say for sure, but homunculus translates to little man. So I don't think that you can have a girl homunculus. Like it's, it's bros only. Hmm. I don't know why this made me think of this, but like, did you guys ever watch, did you ever watch that uh, movie Indian in the cupboard when you guys were kids? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 How many times did you masturbate thinking to about like <laughs> putting a Barbie in there and then fucking and then yank her out and be like, my dick is a stripper pole. This so isn't not. even the third time you've brought this up. This is like a very specific <laughs> fetish that you've developed over the years, dude. I think maybe you just hit puberty while like the Indian in the cover was on in the it background. Was at some time. Point. Yeah, it was perfect time. You know, it was like Dude, what if you put a Barbie in there? <laughs> like, what's this faggot putting army soldiers in there and fucking <laughs> putting some engines in there? What a fucking, like, go take a Barbie from your sister and throw it in there. I think you thought about that way too much. I mean, the average the person time. is like, I'll put a toy gun in there. I'll put a lightsaber in. <laughs> no, I'll just go straight to a Barbie. There you go. <laughs> it's the first thing that came to my head. And don't act like you didn't either, unless you're gay. Now, what would happen in the modern day situation if you put a flashlight in there? Would that just be a, a hacked up piece of a body in it once you open it up or what? <laughs> now, there was a special edition of Barbie that came with a horse. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Little Tijuana Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any serious topics we want to talk about? <laughs> what do you guys think about the geopolitical economic status of uh, the new UN resolution of 13B? <laughs> That's what I think. 
Do you mean the, the horse amendment? <laughs> God damn. <sighs> Jesus Christ. So serious question it? though for you guys, all right? With like the upcoming election, what next year you guys have got another federal election, yeah? Something like that. Sure. Are you starting to see the uptick again of like the, the MAGA cult slash Q-tard movement starting to rear its head up again? Sure, but I don't think it ever really went away. But yeah. Well, Sound of Freedom, bro. There it is. That's in my mind, like unironically, Sound of Freedom was like the next big like hurrah, you know, like like rallying the troops. I don't know what they're gonna do with that energy, but it's fucking out there. Is it gonna be like another January sixth where they get all these people to go to a place to say where gra- grandma gets ushered in and gets her picture taken and then thrown in jail? Yeah, we've got yeah. a lot of those in store, bro. That was an easy one. Wasn't it? Yeah, buddy. That was a silly one. I mean, people were talking about that's what was going on. Was that New Mexico? Isn't that uh, Loosome Gruesome? That fucking piece of shit bitch that, like, she was trying to outlaw uh, anybody from, like, conceal carrying or carrying at all, open carrying in any, like, in that specific county, like the fucking, the seat or whatever, of New Mexico, she was like trying to outlaw anyone from carrying guns. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Does that only apply to certain population sizes, like cities? So it was only applied to one city there. I think it was a county. I think it was like the the big county, uh, and that's what she was like trying to stop people from doing. Uh, I don't even know fucking New Mexico very well. So like Santa Fe, maybe. What what the fuck is capital of New Mexico? I don't fucking. Is it Albu- Albuquerque? Maybe it was Albuquerque. Albuquerque. And so, like, I had a lot of folks that were, like, telling me, they're like, this is, like, just, this is her trying to fucking pull an unconstitutional kind of bullshit that, like, she knows is going to get struck down in, like, the Supreme Court, but she's going to try to fucking do it anyways and see what, see what's possible, right? But this is also, like, a pre, um, a precursor to a new fucking January 6th you're going to have like fucking gun toting hillbillies show up to the fucking capital with their guns and uh then a shootout ensues yeah all i'm saying though dude is how much more lit would 911 be or 911 <laughs> <laughs> how much fucking more lit would fucking january 6th be if they like cuz there was a couple psychos that were like really like wanting to like kill mike pence like what if they had actually like come out with like nancy pelosi's head <laughs> And threw it down the steps of the fucking like like it, it would have been way cooler if there had been a couple like schizos, like real ones, instead of all feds. If it was a <laughs> real insurrection, it would have been something worth watching. <laughs> yeah, this is all enough. <laughs> this is for uh, entertainment purposes only. <laughs> in Minecraft. This is all happening in, in Minecraft. 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 Yeah, like, they could imagine if some guy just started erecting like guillotine just on the steps of, <laughs> of that building. Come out with like a necklace with AOC's toes, you know, like <laughs> Universal Soldier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you're yeah, gonna get yeah. put in prison for the rest of your life, you might as well make it worthwhile, not just a photo op. Like I got yeah, arrested standing in a room. Like- that asshole like walked out with like I don't know like whatever that thing was like the podium, podium. or something <laughs> like yeah take out like uh, 
like rip Mitch McConnell's spine or something and fucking <laughs> wrap it around your neck like a feather boa. <laughs> In Minecraft. In Minecraft. <laughs> That's how you know this is all bullshit. Because no fucking politicians are actually dead. <laughs> That's when Honestly, shit'll that's, get lit. That's a scary precedent, though, man. <laughs> What's the reality around this? Supposedly being an, a Ukrainian intelligence person, there is that all bullshit, or has anything come from that at all? What happened about a Ukrainian intelligence? What happened? One of the guys photographed at January six who was interacting with people there as a Ukrainian intelligence officer. It's not surprising. Um, I just heard something like somebody was just posting a thing about it. Uh, Maria, Maria Ambravic, you know who I'm talking about? Ambravic is a spirit cooking, spirit cooking bitch. Uh, what's his name? Zelensky wants her to be the fucking Ukrainian ambassador. That's sure. fucking interesting. Yeah, let's do it, dude. They're not hiding shit anymore, dude. They're <sighs> just like, they're just throwing this out in the open. I think we need some fucking feather boas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're dancing on the edge tonight, dude. We're getting to like fucking. We're gonna get Drew arrested for a year because he fucking. Yeah, thank God we're not in Australia. We're sorry, Drew. We'll come. Uh, we're not gonna visit you. Can I like cash up you, commissary, when it comes time? Yeah, I'm gonna have like Nate and Thomas tattooed on my knuckles, and I'm gonna come after you. Uh, boys, this has been fun. Uh, let's throw our plugs. <laughs> uh, I'm not Drew, associated in any way with you. Where's your home address? <laughs> where they? Where can they send you the hate mail? <laughs> oh well, yeah. Um, a specialized PO box for this one. Um, you can find me at You're Missing the Point podcast on all the usual podcatchers, on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Hell yeah. Thomas, we're we're going to plug this one tonight. This is Connect the Dots, the confounding conspiracy of chemtrails. It is a children's book that is over 40 pages of full-blown artwork written. Like, it's legit. This isn't like a parody. It is a legit children's book that talks about the chemicals that are involved and the difference between contrails and chemtrails. It it beats all the debunkers off of the punch. And we've got this little little asshole here is like Sam. He kind of represents Uncle Sam. And he's always like, see, everyone, there's always an explanation. It's the government that's, you know, they wouldn't do anything bad. And everyone else is like, what the hell's up with this aluminum and barium, though, dude? So, like, uh, it's, you know, it teaches kids about important things. And then it's even got a little call out to Nopes. And so they say chemtrails is false. And that's all you have to worry about. So anyone who's listening or watching this right now, you should all go buy this and do some real boots on the ground culture blocking. Place it in your local libraries. Take it to your kid's school. And just place them around. See what There's happens. no other book on the planet that I'm aware of for children that, that describes, uh, what is it, Morgellons disease. Like, come on, okay. dude. Who, who else has a, a children's book that talks about chemtrails, Morgellons disease, nanobots? Come on, bro. Is this like the magic school bus, but for truth of kids? Yes. It is. It, I, I mean, if, if you notice, that her name's Miss Terry, Miss Terry. <laughs> and uh, she's, even her dress changes with, like, what's about to happen, so... See how her like her dress is kind of like con um condensed like ice particles, particles, and then like a little bit later on, she'll have like a different one. And it kind of like cool. yeah, dude, it's completely inspired. Like, here's the nanobot one. 
There's little, fucking Bill uh, Gates in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Buy it for your that's kids. Buy it for the libraries. Buy it for anyone. Just do this would trigger someone to just have it like out in the open in like a public library. <laughs> I would just I would <laughs> if anyone wants to get a copy and take a picture of this, like just out in the public in like arm's reach of children in a public library, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Fuck yeah, dude. And as far as reality ours goes, follow us at reality ours. Like watch our shit on Rockfin. Uh, watch our shit on YouTube, I guess, and share it for as long as you can because you heard this shit tonight. It's not going to stay <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, I would appreciate any Apple fucking uh, five-star reviews that you can because we had a couple that were like, you guys cuss too much. I can't take this guy seriously. He says the F word too many times and things like that. So uh, fuck you. Go get horse car. Us. Go get your colon <laughs> perforated, you fuck. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, dude. No, uh, Thomas is the man. Take all those fucking comic books, put them in your local little like those little libraries, those give a book, take a books. And, and I want to I'll say that uh, at the end of the year, I'm going to start dropping some like uh, I'll, I'm going to call them paranoid American like propaganda packs or something where you can just buy like 50 of these guys at a, a fairly cheap price. So you can just go and drop it all over the place. Uh, I'm, I just need to work on getting the price down low enough that I can sell them in like huge bulk. But ideally, I want to be able to like send someone a box of 50 of these things for like pennies on the dollar so they can just give them to everybody. Fuck yeah, dude. Doing the Lord's work, Thomas. And uh, all the listeners, we love you. We appreciate you. You guys are fucking diehard. All the people that fucking send me emails comments you guys are the fucking man i'm talking to somebody right now i think i'm gonna grab a fucking coffee with a listener right now uh and i appreciate you guys um yeah hit us up realities ours at gmail.com uh hit up paranoid american go support drew from you're missing the point go fucking follow his show because he's the man and cheers guys we fucking love you good day mates say guys so you've decided to listen to the Reality Czars podcast. How brave of you. Nate and Paranoid American may think that they're merely discussing cryptozoology, interdimensional realities, and crude humor. But know this, listening to this podcast puts you on a certain list, the Clinton body count, if you will. The truths they reveal are not for the faint of heart, nor the blissfully ignorant. Listen, if you dare, but remember, some doors, once opened, cannot be closed. And now, your hosts, those audacious explorers of forbidden knowledge, the reality czars, Nate and Paranoid American. <laughs> <laughs>